for life. Yeah, I might be the best that did it, or at least got away with it, damn. What's up, what's up? Welcome to the July episode of the Connors Corner Podcast. Once again, I thank you for tuning in and tapping in. We're in the middle of civic season between Juneteenth and the 4th of July. Some new term called civic season. Uh, we're in the midst of that. Um, hope you're having a great summer, man. I'm uh, been sitting down, coming off a good camping trip. It was a great, peaceful time out in the wilderness, man. Just kind of tapping in with nature and sitting still and being resourceful and having to move and groove for everything you need to do and not just sitting on your ass all day. It was a great trip. It was a good start for my summer. Uh, just spoke to some family members that are aging and not doing so well, man. So it makes me want to think to tell everybody, man, tap in with your family, man. It's never too late to get to know your family. You know, we spend so many time, so much time getting to know people and trying to meet new people and chasing women and chasing men. And you know, it's a lot of men and women in our in, in, in the world that actually want us to chase them, you know, and that's some of our long lost family. I connected with some cousins in New York, um, spoke to another long time cousin here in Georgia, two of them. And I'm about to just start trying to make plans, man, to spend time with my family, man. Just see them, put pictures and names with faces. Um, I just think that's important for people to do, man. It's a group of people that's always interested in people that will understand you as well. You got the same damn DNA running through your veins. You know, it might make sense when you link up with your actual tribe. You know, you might better network with your tribe and get things done more efficiently than with, you know, non-tribal members of your family. Um, so this episode, yeah, we're going to talk about some, some, some good stuff, man. I'm going I'm to finally break down my marriage for money uh, ideology, you know. I'll break that down in that segment. I won't even tease it. Uh, also going to talk about the decision to over, overturn affirmative action in the United States. Um, crazy. Also going to talk about the Titanic sub drama expedition shit on so many levels. We just, like, be on some other shit when it comes to the way we be moving, man. So, all that and more coming up on this episode of the Connors Corner Podcast. Gia. It's time I put this topic on the air. I need to bring it out. People, I've been having some conversations with people, and I feel like they're getting a bit agitated and bothered with my stance on this whole marry for money premise. I didn't make up the rules and really I'm not saying marry for money in the sense of oh yeah go marry somebody with a lot of money and go take advantage of them and um, go use them up for the money. I'm not saying go use nobody up for their money. I ain't saying don't have a friendship or a relationship. A marriage license is a is a contract, right? So you can have a you can have a contract. There's not a marriage, right? But it can still involve social and personal expectations, right? So what I'm saying is marry for money, two people marry for money. Not the little 
poor boy go find a rich girl tell her he tell her he want to marry her and then try to take her money from her from alimony or some shit like that that ain't what i'm saying i'm saying rich guy go get rich girl and enjoy both of you guys enjoy the things that you can do for each other equally instead of rich guy taking care of poor girl or rich girl taking care of care of poor guy how about two people with a lot of money get together and just do the things they do evenly and share in the expense of being able to do it don't marry for money marry for love find somebody you love but somebody that's on your level financially that's the purpose of coming together in a world where rent is two thousand dollars for a one bedroom why ain't money more of the purpose of getting together? And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying go into it and talk about it. Because when we go into it and don't talk about it, here's what happens. Young rich football player has girlfriend or meets girlfriend and goes along for the ride for however many years and then fucking gets out of there with half of all another person's earning. Really, the marriage was about the money, but the thing was, they didn't talk about that shit going into it. They faked and act like it was about, oh, love, and oh, yeah, they made it to the league, and yeah, they may have this record deal, or yeah, they may have all this money, and blah, 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 but we're married for love. That's bullshit. Just go ahead and say you married for money and love. The money is a big part of it, because I don't see nobody signing up to marry no fucking homeless people on the side of the road for love. Because they will love the shit out of you. Just being real. Teacher, if you can marry another teacher, you guys make similar money, you can do what you guys do on a regular because y'all make similar money. I'm saying don't exclude the money part when you're deciding to be with somebody forever. I'm saying put that shit in the forefront of the conversation. Make that a part of the contract. Because guess what people love more than people? They love fucking money. I've been in love with five people in my lifetime probably. Six, seven, ten. Who fucking knows? Those are different people. But guess what I've been in love the whole time with when I've been in love with them different people. My love changed for this person. My love changed for that person. I'm a different type of person. This I can appreciate that now. But throughout it all, I've always loved money. I've always needed to pay my rent. I've always needed to pay my bills. On a planet where you need money to live on this planet, I don't see why we're not making the coming together of people in a relationship status, why the fuck we trying to act like money ain't got a lot to do with it? Because two people that got money probably can love each other a lot longer. And they probably can get over a lot of things, of things that go on personally with counseling that they can pay for and vacations they can pay for and dinners they can pay for and Benzes and cars that they can pay for and new houses and change of scenery that they can pay for. I'm just saying, I'm hearing the stories on the broke end. I'm hearing the stories on the rich end. I'm seeing the stories on all the ends. And I'm figuring out, well, why the hell everybody just keep bullshitting, acting like it's about love when it's really about love and money? 
If it ain't the case, go find somebody that's poor and go that'll love the shit out of you. And go see how that works. Or two poor people go love the shit out of each other. Let's see how that works. Come on, man. Don't be mad at me. I didn't make up the rules. Do, the, do your research. Marriage is about money. Yo see, marry my seed. <laughs> you know the Wu-Tang lyrics. Coming to America, another example. Money want to keep money in the family. The king don't want the peasant with access to his riches. That's what it was about. Somewhere along the line, somebody made it about love and all that. Y'all, y'all, a lot of people got faked in this shit. I think if we go back to some of like what it was really intended to be, I think people will find more happiness. My mom works with a lot of people that come from a culture that have arranged marriages. And she says a lot of them worked out. Think about it. When your whole family involved and their whole family involved and y'all being successful and working it out, don't you think that's going to lead to a better love story and a stronger family structure? Come on, man. Don't get mad at me. Unfortunately, the time has come where the Titanic submarine tour has run out of oxygen. This is the day. To me, this story explains and describes humanity's being, humanity being weird and, and, and so off course on so many levels. You pay $250,000 to take a tour of the Titanic. Is the, was the movie not enough? Is Nat Geo doing all that history and documentaries not enough? Are the actual divers risking their lives going down there to take pictures and all that shit not enough? Is the book not enough? People got some fucking nerve though, for real. Like we're not marine animals. What makes you think it's all right for you to go down there to the bottom of the ocean and go and witness all of that? What makes you think that because you got so much money that you deserve to do that? You're a human being. You need to stay in a human being's place. And a lot of times we don't. I'm watching these specials, uh, Our Planet 2 on Netflix, crazy good. These species are taking migrations thousands of miles. They birds, they ain't even as big as our leg or our arm or our thigh or nothing like that. They going thousands of miles. You know why? Because they design, because the wind can carry them based on lift. Wherever the wind can go, they can go. Same thing with whales, orcas. They taking all kind of trips. They doing all kind of stuff. Beavers, seals, doing all kind of stuff in the ocean. We don't belong in there. Submarine, technology, not, I don't give a damn what it is. You, your human ass don't belong in there. Is it a terrible story? Absolutely terrible. You wanted a Titanic experience and then you fucked around and got one a little bit too close to the same thing. Terrible story. But the arrogance of some people to think that is necessary. And then on the other end, the jokes that people are making about this shit. People cracking jokes, using movie memes. What are we trying to do? Are we do does everybody want to have the do we want to have the funniest joke about the people that are basically dying from having to inhale carbon dioxide 
in an enclosed cap capsule. It's got to be a horrific thing, whatever it is they're going through. But not only that, why is this shit not tested? How do y'all not know it could possibly get lost? What happened to the dummy missions without people? On so many levels, people and humans be trying to do too fucking much, man. Why is everybody trying to be funny? You posting a picture or a comment, ha, ha, ha. We laugh at that shit for three minutes, but then they go back to fucking suffering in the bottom of the ocean. Was that shit really worth a laugh? We laugh all day, every day and shit. Your little fucking one joke, really? Documentaries coming out. For real? You want to be the first one so what? All the eyes can watch yours? This shit crazy, man. Human beings is crazy as hell, man. I'm glad to be one. So, yeah, we got to talk about it. Um, Supreme Court of the United States decided to overturn the ruling on affirmative action. Thus saying that Hispanics and Asians and uh, immigrants need any extra help from the government they shouldn't be afforded any extra leniency when being admitted to schools or for jobs and things like that and uh it's, it's been quite quite shocking to the country there's been a lot of backlash a lot of posts a lot of shit talking going on but the funniest thing the weirdest thing you know is two black judges on the supreme court Tanja um, jackson brown is the most recent but clarence thomas this motherfucker up like he was somebody that was for the people or, you know like he was a part of black history like Thurgood Marshall it's just crazy ego is a motherfucker man that dude when it married a fucking female Trump lookalike gun toting Christmas tree built ass lady got his black ass up in the Supreme Court and then you gonna snatch the ladder away to help your sorry ass get where you was at this nigga is something unbelievable Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks whatever uh, Samuel Jackson was in Django he is the real life version of that and it's crazy because for so many years we looked at him like even when he got in trouble with the black lady up in uh, on Capitol Hill, I forget her name, Anita Hill or whatever her name was, he was uh, sexually harassing her and shit like that, black people coming to his defense, all wise a black woman trying to throw a, the black judge from the Supreme Court on the bus, man, really she was putting us on to the type of nigga that motherfucker was back in the day, for a sister to take a brother from the Supreme Court and, and run his ass through the mud for the whole nation to see, not even considering the backlash she was going to get from black America. That should have been the first sign of what type of nigga Clarence Thomas was. I won't even do I won't even give him the justification of calling him a nigga. Whatever, cool motherfucking, whatever he is. You know, I'm not going to call him the same thing I call people I love. Clarence Thomas, man, you a joke, man. And all of that shit, 
Trump putting them judges in there. I mean, how can we just illegitimize ourselves so much as a country? Like, seriously. All in the name of being right. We do stupid shit to divide the country. The country gonna be so fucking divided, we gonna be out of here. Because I'm telling you, I talk about the same shit on this podcast. Some bullshit-ass American politics. Some bullshit-ass American mass shootings. Another one that happened over the 4th of July weekend in Baltimore. And at another nightclub. I just wonder what this podcast would sound like from another land. Honestly. I'm sure I won't be reporting on this shit. My homeboy Gibbs over in damn Europe, Portugal, France, Amsterdam. He posting shit, everything peaceful. Ain't no drama, ain't no, ain't no bunch of shit going on. I'm like, it's just a chaotic ass country. Always got some bullshit going on. Always doing something for news and likes and all this shit. Like, Man, that's just the worst part of it all, man. Affirmative action. Out of here. Gays. We can discriminate against y'all. Well, damn. Ain't it? On the heels of Pride Month, we gonna say we can damn discriminate against gays soon as the day the day after Pride Month end. Man, y'all fucking weird, man. All this shit weird. I'm gonna stop trying to figure this shit out and just get ghosts and go somewhere with the food good and the money and the, and the money good and the girls pretty and the sun and the sun shine. This shit don't make no sense around here, man. Like, what are we doing? That's going to wrap up another episode of the Connor's Corner Podcast. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Uh, as we embark on the end of this civic season, just make sure moving forward that we are aware of what's going on politically in our areas and who these people are we putting in there to these offices, man, because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on, and we got more control over that than we uh, actually exercise, man, just use some knowledge and stop spending so much time doing such goofy shit all the time, and we can go ahead and, and use the rules of the laws of this land to actually work for us, but uh, in leaving, I wanted to leave you guys with a little segment where we talk about, like, what's hot on TV, so a couple things that I've been checking out uh, lately on TV, Godfather of Harlem, season three, is available on Hulu. It's a good watch if you watch season one or two. Uh, they changed up the Malcolm X, but so far, so good. Also, on Netflix, uh, Our Planet 2, uh, a nature series, really good stuff. David Attenborough always does a good job of those. Uh, the series Arnold on Netflix, a great story about self-motivation, believing the American dream. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a motherfucker, man. He basically, whatever he set his mind to, he was able to do. So his vision was crazy. Um, what else was on? I watched this show on HBO. Uh, it was kind of like a haunted film about a uh, haunted series about like crazy things caught on uh, film. Also, it was pretty good on HBO Max or Max for what it's called now. But also, I'm going to leave you guys with some useless information. And since I brought up Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm going to excerpt from this book, alright, Arnold Schwarzenegger bought his first Hummer manufactured for civilian use in 1992, the vehicle weighed in at 6,300 pounds and was 7 feet wide, he also paid $772,500 for President John F. Kennedy's golf clubs at a 1996 auction.
crazy. Three quarters of a million dollars on golf clubs. Arnold Schwarzenegger, man, but he was having millions before he even was on any movie or TV show we ever knew. He was already making millions in real estate. That's something that you did not know about Arnold. But another side note to that is he was married to the Kennedy's granddaughter, so that's crazy. But all that to say, man, go out there, chase your dreams, chase your goals. Uh, let's move into this fall, end of summer, this next fall, man, shooting for everything we want for in life. All right, stay healthy, stay happy, stay connected with your people. And I'm gone.